We are the Rookie Phenoms. We have an amazing show for you today. I'm your host, Coop, with my main man, Webb. What up, people? We took a little break. Some gigantic things have happened. The NFL landscape looks completely different. Webb, are you ready for today's show? I'm 93% ready today, Coop. So since we've been gone, the NFL is a completely different place. There have been game-changing trades, QB movement like we've never seen before, controversy after controversy. I think we should start with arguably the biggest sports story of the year. Deshaun Watson last Friday was cleared of, well, the grand jury decided to not indict him on any of the sexual misconduct charges. And then the floodgates opened with teams trying to trade for him. 13 teams originally tried to get in the Deshaun sweepstakes. Five were the finalists. Houston removed one of them because it was in the division. There were four teams left. Atlanta, New Orleans, Cleveland, and Carolina. Deshaun originally eliminated Cleveland. The choice was down between Atlanta and New Orleans. And then Cleveland came over the top with an offer of $230 million fully guaranteed. And in the first year of the contract where a suspension is likely, he will only have a base salary of a million dollars. So he will not lose any of his gigantic pay to a league suspension. The Browns handed over a 2022nd, 2023rd, and 2024th first round pick along with the fourth round pick in the 2022 draft and a third round pick in the 2023 draft. Webb, what is your main takeaway from this deal? We'll, we'll, we'll get into the policies about it a little bit later, how the Browns handled it. But what do you think this does for the league? Well, this set a huge precedent or a major precedent when it comes to guaranteed money. This is the most guaranteed money ever. Uh, and it's crazy because Deshaun's never played a game. Uh, in the last year. It is $80 million more guaranteed money than anyone has ever received in NFL history. This is a guy who has been accused credibly of 22 counts of sexual misconduct. Nothing criminal as of yet, and another grand jury uh, returned with no indictment today in Texas, but 22 cases. Uh, Cleveland put out a statement that they investigated this thoroughly and came up uh, came to a conclusion that the shot would be a good fit. Immediately after that was announced, the attorney for the 22 women said, I was not contacted. I did not speak to any teams about Deshaun. None of the women who accused him of these things were spoken to by any of these teams. Cleveland said, we didn't do that, but we talked to three female attorneys to get to the bottom of this. Well, I think a lot of these teams are disgusting for going forward with this. I understand Deshaun not being suspended as of yet, not being charged criminally, but there's still 22 civil counts against him. Were you as surprised that this came together so quickly after it was announced Friday he would not be charged criminally? Um, Not really. We've been talking about this for the past few months, I guess. You predicted that the trade would have happened um, on the 15th, I think. And it happened just a few days after that. So, like, no, I, I thought the teams were going to be chomping at the bit to get him. At the end of the day, it's about performance. If you can perform at, at an elite level, a lot of teams turn a blind eye to whatever off-the-field conduct you have or, or, or you've gotten into. If you're an elite player, 
you'll keep getting chances. Uh, Lindsey Jones from the Athletic NFL Show and Mina Kimes from ESPN, they both had interesting takes on this. And I would highly recommend everyone go listen to their podcast on this topic because they they kind of laid out how they feel about this situation and how the league does not respect women. When this came out, I spoke to one of mine and Webb's mutual friends, gigantic sports fans, and loved Deshaun Watson. And I asked her, how does this make you feel about Deshaun and the Browns going forward? And she said, if I was a Browns fan, I wouldn't be a Browns fan anymore. That this would be the nail in the coffin. And I started to think about it. The Colts were in on this. They wanted to trade for Deshaun Watson, apparently. And I don't know if I could root for Deshaun and the Colts in this day and age, if he was the quarterback with that many allegations against him. It would feel really dirty. Like, he hasn't been convicted, of course, but... It's a lot. Could you see yourself rooting, like being a fan of a team with someone like Deshaun on their team? In today, I think things are different today than they were 15 years ago. In today's climate, could you see yourself being a fan of the web? Uh, probably not. Like, I, I certainly understand what the concerns are. I see a lot of uh, comments and tweets with people saying, we want Baker back. Um, you know, this is probably the most controversial player to be traded to a team um, at least at this level in a long time in sports um so i can certainly see why fans would jump off that because it, it brings the the morals and the values of the of the club into question and you certainly want um you certainly want the team that you're uh you know, pouring a lot of energy and investing a lot of time into to represent the values that you stand for and, and that stuff. So I, you know, it's, it's tough. Like I, I, I think it would definitely cause me to, to, to look uh, in, in other directions because this is, uh, this is quite the statement they made Cleveland. So I think trading for him is one thing. I think it's the insulting part where they traded so much for him and then gave him the biggest contract in NFL history and guaranteed the most money and then giving him $1 million this season. So if he gets suspended, he won't lose that money. I think that's the spit in the face of the victims' rights groups. Uh, The Cleveland Rape Center that deals with uh, victims of sexual assaults had to put out statements. Uh, regarding this and donations to them were gigantic after the news came out because people in Cleveland were genuinely upset about this. I just, I'm really surprised surprised they went all in in this way when they had a quarterback who was the number one overall pick four years ago. I just, I really think that they didn't plan ahead. They think winning cures all. In 2022, I don't think winning cures all anymore. I think teams should be more socially conscious. And I just... I don't think it's going to play well. And I think they're going to lose a lot of fans that they had for generations because of this action. Yeah, I agree with you. Like no matter how successful the Browns are, there's always going to be an asterisk. There's always going to be negative coverage associated um, as long as Deshaun's on that team, which obviously they're in a situation where they're not going to get rid of him (laughs) because giving him a lot of money, the most money guaranteed. And uh, they've obviously showed their, their commitment to him. Uh, with the compensation that uh, that they sent out and with the money that they gave him immediately. Yeah, it's really bad. It's a really bad look. I, like, Sean was not found guilty. I don't think he should be kicked out of the NFL. I don't think he should have his life ruined. He's not. He has not been 
proven innocent, as some people that we know have said, but he hasn't been charged criminally. So his life shouldn't be over. But I think it's with the overzealousness that these teams pounced on his availability. I think that is actually disgusting. And I think 13 teams in the NFL were willing to get on board with this guy before the civil suits were, were settled, before any, they didn't speak to a single victim. They didn't speak to the lawyers. I think it just shows how the NFL puts winning above all else. And they do not care how it happens. They don't care what you did. You could commit a murder on Thursday and then play Sunday if they couldn't convict you. They would have no issue with it at all. I think that's how this NFL is right now. Yeah, probably. I can't wait to see uh, Roger Goodell backpedal um, as he usually does when he's when he's questioned with this. Because, you know, when Deshaun plays his first game for the Browns, whenever that's going to be, um, it's going to be very interesting. It's going to be a lot of scrutiny. It's going to be a lot of... It's probably going to be some protesting. There's going to be a lot of, um, you know, deservedly negative coverage and and uh, and and um, outrage. No, no, Webb, you don't understand. The NFL wears pink in October for breast cancer awareness. They support women big time in this league. What are you talking about? All right. How could I have forgotten about that? Um, uh, Apparently 45% yeah. of NFL fans are women, women. And right. I just, I really think that the NFL did not like the Browns, all the teams in general did not think this out. It's, I think it's really going to affect fandom. And I liked Cleveland last year. I've liked Cleveland since Baker came to the team. I thought they were kind of a fun, spunky story. I think I'm out on Cleveland now forever. Like this really like, yeah, I think I'm done. I can't do it. I can't root for them. It's, it does not feel right to me at all anymore. Yeah, and it, you know, I've said when we're talking about Ben Simmons and James Harden, like, I don't like when guys who sabotage teams are rewarded and then they're in winning situations. This is obviously a much worse situation. So, you know, I can't not criticize this as well. I, I yeah, agree with you. I He sabotaged Houston as well. He signed the contract and then wanted out as well. He did the same thing true. they did. That's true. He did the same thing, and but he did worse. the other thing, and the other yeah. stuff. Yeah, 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 you're right. You're right. So he's so. If I'm going to criticize Harden and and, and uh, um, Ben Simmons and all the guys who end up doing those things. Sean Watson did something undeniably worse, um, and you know you can't you know I I can't really root for him in Cleveland either. It would it really sucked to see him rewarded, which in a way he was. With all that money, and also going to a better franchise, a team that's on, um, on a on Super sort of Bowl contender, yeah, a real Super Bowl contender. Was you know a, a good defense, great running game, um, best offensive and, line in football, maybe yeah, weapons really they traded for Amari. This team has um, everything. They might legitimately be the best team in the AFC. They're in that conversation with Deshaun. Deshaun was a top five quarterback before this all happened. Yep, it's. I don't know. Man. I don't know if I. I don't know if I see them as a top team in the AFC, but they're certainly up there. I mean, with the with Deshaun instead of Baker, didn't you have Cleveland going to the AFC AFC title game last year? Yeah, I may have had them even, maybe even in the Super Bowl. But that was, um, well, they they, they cut J.C. Treader, uh, Jarvis Landry's gone. I think they have a couple holes, but you're right. I did have them pretty high up there with Baker. Now that they have most of that team with Deshaun, yeah, I'd probably have them as a top uh, top four, top five team in the AFC. 
I'm like. not saying they're the best team, but if they ended up as the AFC champions, I would not be surprised. They're in that conversation. That's what I think. Okay. And it's just if Cleveland wins the Super Bowl this year, more and more behavior by players will be excused by teams. As long as you're not in jail, they'll do whatever they can to keep you now. Guarantee everything. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. Well, now you have that you have that benchmark. If you do something short of what Deshaun did, you're always going to have to look to that as a precedent and say, hey, like you didn't punish Deshaun. Can't really punish me. And like it's it's terrible. But like I think players are going to resort to that. Okay, So I'm going to say something on kind of another topic now, but kind of related. I, I like the I, I like the fact that Deshaun got fully guaranteed money. Not for Deshaun, but for the precedent that's gonna set for the rest of the players in the league. Because now players, now quarterbacks especially, will have the power to say, I want it all guaranteed. There's no window. Like Mahomes got five hundred million. If he signed it next year, he would have got five hundred million guaranteed. I like that precedent being set because I like the players to get as much money as possible. I wish Deshaun was not the guy that said it, but I like the, I like this thing that might come out of this now. That's fair. How much did Mahomes get guaranteed? Because I remember reading up on that contract and that five hundred million was a little misleading. One fifty, or him and I think him and Josh Allen both got one fifty guaranteed. Right. Because because okay. Deshaun, Deshaun got eighty million more guaranteed than anybody else in history. Right. So he got two thirty. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. And I want to touch on another topic, but this is about the whole leverage conversation that we had months ago. Okay. And one of your one of your friends, not not my friend. Don't, don't put this on me. This is not my friend. Don't do that. <laughs> one of your friends, uh, you brought this to my attention, brought up that sort of this was all part of the plan. Like this was all something that they anticipated would happen that Deshaun Watson had leverage when he initially asked for the trade back in early 2021 and I think if anyone out there is thinking that they're very stupid this happened to work out for Deshaun but I don't think this was a result of Deshaun having power in Houston this was Deshaun had so little leverage until the criminal cases were cleared before that he had no power no one would touch him he was exactly radioactive when that was cleared up, he had some leverage in choosing where he wanted to go if Houston was willing to trade him. If Houston said, no, we're not trading you, he was stuck. That would, and like People are forgetting that part of it. Houston had to agree to this. He couldn't just have went to Cleveland for nothing. He had to get approved and, by Houston. And even before these allegations came out, Deshaun had no leverage at all. He could sit out, he could request a trade, he could put together a list of teams he'd want to go to. That's fine, uh, which he did. He had the no trade clause. So, you know, Houston couldn't just trade him anywhere they wanted to. But it ultimately would come down to Houston even wanting to trade him, like you said, in the first place. There were four teams that came through. If there were 32 te- 31 teams that were interested in Deshaun, that doesn't mean that Deshaun could go anywhere he wants. And you 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 just mentioned that. If Houston said, no, we're only accepting two trades, trade offers, Deshaun could choose between those two. But yeah, it starts with Houston and sort of ends with Houston too. Houston, so Deshaun made a list of five teams. Indianapolis was one of those five teams. And Houston said, no, we're not doing that. That is not acceptable. If Deshaun had all this leverage, why didn't he say, no, Houston, Indianapolis is in this. I don't care what you say. 
but he was not in control of the situation. Yeah. And all- if Deshaun, if Deshaun had all this leverage, why didn't he just say from the beginning, I want to go to Cleveland? Exactly. That was not what happened. He took meetings and they pitched themselves to him. But if the, the before you got a meeting, you had to negotiate with Houston on what you were giving up. So if your package didn't meet what Houston demanded, you couldn't even talk to Deshaun. So Houston really held the power. They okay teams he was okay to go to. They said, not this, not this, not this. It was their situation. Deshaun had to fit their criteria more than they had to fit Deshaun's. It's ridiculous yeah. to say otherwise. Yeah, some people are forgetting that one, by the time it reaches Deshaun, Houston's already tinkered with it, gone over it, fixed it to their liking, and then it arrives at, you know, to, to Deshaun or Deshaun's agent. And then Deshaun can say, eh, I don't want to go to the team where I do. But Houston really decides, here are the teams you can choose from. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's crazy to look at it other than that. That's exactly how it happened. And stating otherwise is ridiculous. And just <laughs> because you're so dumb, you can't admit you were wrong a year ago. <laughs> and, and even if Deshaun said, okay, cool, I want this team. Could Houston still not have said, no, we don't like this offer. Forget it. You weren't even allowed to meet with Deshaun until Houston okayed your offer. You had to say, I'm going to give you three first round picks plus this, this, and this. That was before you were allowed to talk to Deshaun. So Houston held all the power. Yeah, but what I'm saying is even if Houston said, okay, team X, I like your your trade, trade offer. You can talk to Deshaun. Deshaun says, okay, Team X, I'm okay with going to that team. Couldn't Houston say afterwards, you know what? Forget it. We actually want more compensation. We're going to start this process all over again. Yes, Houston could have done that for sure. The trade can't go through until Houston calls the league office and says, we're doing this. Deshaun's agent, who negotiated this brilliantly, by the way, can't say, hey, NFL, this trade's happened. That's not how it works. The team has to do it. So. But uh, I wish you bad luck in Cleveland, Deshaun. I'm not going to lie. Well, let's move on to some better stories. Some gigantic trades have happened. The NFC, the AFC West is crazy right now. It was announced yesterday. Tyree Kill was traded from the Kansas City Chiefs to the Miami Dolphins. Miami is sending a 2022 first round pick, number 29. A 2022 second round pick, number 50, and a fourth round pick in this this year's draft. In addition, the Dolphins will give a fourth round pick and a sixth round pick in next year's draft. After the trade, the Dolphins gave Tyreek Hill a four-year extension for $120 million with $72.2 million guaranteed. Apparently, according to Adam Schefter, the contract has an extra non-guaranteed year meaning it's technically a three-year extension worth $75 million. Were you surprised the Chiefs did this? And were you surprised the Dolphins did this too? What was more shocking to you? Uh, what, you know, the Dolphins clamoring for Tyreek Hill did not surprise me um, once they knew that he was available. But the Chiefs uh, actually wanting to ship him out um, surprised me. Apparently, Tyreek wanted to be paid like, Devonte Adams after Devonte Adams got his deal, which we'll talk about later, and uh, I guess the Chiefs weren't willing to um, exceed Devonte's 
uh, money, or at least annually, the average. So at that time, I think they, they said Tyreek could explore trades, and um, I think it came down to the Jets and the, and the Dolphins. So I was more surprised that the Chiefs were willing to let uh, Tyreek go. So I was surprised at first by the Chiefs doing this. And then I kind of did the math and what's happened today. And I was like, oh, that makes actually perfect sense. So he wanted $23 million. He's one guy. They signed Juju for $8 million, kind of $10 million, kind of. And they signed MVS today for $10 million a year. They got two guys and replaced him, plus a first-round pick. They can, sign, they can draft a receiver at the end of the first round. They got three guys to replace him for the same money. That makes so much sense to me. It's why Devonte was traded as well for the same exact reason. I think Tyreek Hill will be nowhere near the receiver he is in Miami because Tua cannot throw the ball deep like like Patrick Mahomes can. Tua's arm is not that good. Not what he does. And I think this is a gigantic win for the Chiefs. Tyreek Hill's 28. He has also had some questionable things legally legally. He has done some very very bad things. He was drafted in round five of the draft because of some criminal charges that were disgusting. And then I think two years ago, we heard that recording that was really bad as well. I, th- I think this is a win for the Chiefs, a really big win for the Chiefs. So to me, I don't I don't agree with you as much. Yes, I think the Chiefs um, filled the receiver position uh, with Tyreek Hill's departure with by signing uh, uh, Marquez um, Vasquez. Gantling, MVS, and Juju, Juju Smith-Schuster. But I don't know if that will replace Tyreek's value. Like, I see what you're saying. I don't know if they will replace Tyreek Hill's value. I think Tyreek Hill, I, I thought Tyreek Hill was a little overrated at times, but he's really, him and Travis Kelsey really are difference makers. Like, um, I get it. He, they kind of, he kind of put a gun to the, the Chiefs' head, the Chiefs' brass head, and they have one of the best GMs in the league. But I don't know if that replaces Tyree Kill. Like I agree with you in one part, though. I don't think he's his his value is going to be the same in Miami. Or sorry, I don't think his performance is going to be the same in Miami with Tua. But I don't think Tua is going to be there much longer. I think they give Tua maybe uh, a year or two more, and then they replace him. Hopefully, Tyreek will still be there at that time. So I'm not saying that the guys they signed will replace Tyreek because I've said this for a long time. I think Tyreek is the number one weapon in the NFL with Mahomes. He was the most dangerous person in the league. What I'm saying is that they found they got three guys if they draft a receiver in round one to replace him. It's $23 million they're going to spend on those three contracts, which is the same they would have had to give Tyreek. I think three guys can probably replace 1,200 yards and 10 touchdowns. I think they can replace that between the three of them. I think it's going to work out well for the Chiefs. Yeah, but I mean, on an aggregate, yes. But you could say that about any player. Like, you know, three running backs could, could get. 1800 rushing yards but game to game are they going to be as impactful as tyree kill is or i was? think that i think they will because the chiefs were so lacking in receivers and they had no cap space if the chiefs had, had given tyreek this money who was their number three receiver going to be i honestly don't know they had so many free agents pringle's gone robinson's gone um uh sammy watkins i think is a free agent they I, think so many free agents. Gordon, I think josh gordon might be back Maybe yeah, he's back. It's just, I think this makes them a better team for the next three years, saving less money than paying Tyreek. Tyreek is the fastest player I've ever seen in the league. If he becomes the sixth fastest guy, he is no longer Tyreek Hill. 
and he's not worth $23 million a year anymore. I think this is going to work true. out really well for the Chiefs. But- that's true. I'm not so high on that. I, I agree with you, though. I, Tyreek's not going to be the same guy in Miami. Uh, he went there for the money and the sun, I think. Um, but Miami's a team on the, on the, on the, on the come-up, too. Like they're, they're, they've made some decent splashes recently. We're going to see if that coach, Mike McDaniel, is capable of being an NFL head coach. I'm rooting for him, but I have some, I have some serious questions. We'll see. Okay, let's talk about the other gigantic trade that affected the AFC West. Devontae Adams, the number one receiver and number two receiver in the league behind Cooper Cup, has been traded to the Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders gave up a first-round pick, number 2022 overall, and a second-round pick, number 53 overall, in the 2022 draft. When he he got traded there, Adams got a five-year deal worth $141.25 million, with $67.5 million guaranteed. Apparently, the Packers offered him a deal worth more than this, but he chose to go to Vegas to reunite, reunite with his college quarterback, Derek Carr. And he bought a house beside Derek Carr's right after. Webb, who won this deal, the Raiders or the Packers? Well, the Raiders won the deal. Uh, they desperately needed a receiver. Uh, they wanted more than the Packers did. The Packers had one elite receiver, and now they have they don't have anyone really to, to catch the ball. They don't even have MVS. It's it's sad. Randall Cobb is the number one receiver on that team right now, I think. Yeah, good luck. But um, you know, it was a nice story to hear of the uh Carr and and uh and Devontae Adams being re- reunited after playing at uh, at Fresno uh Fresno State together. And Devontae is like a lifelong Raiders fan, it's a cool narrative. Um I have my doubts about how good the Raiders are going to be based on this deal. Derek Carr, I'm not very high on. I think he's, I think he's competitive. I don't think he sucks, but I don't think that this Raiders team is all of a sudden a contender because they have one of the best receivers in the league. Um, I don't know, man. I was looking at it, and 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 Devonte Adams, he's about to hit thirty. Uh, I don't know, man. Like. He doesn't really play a full season. I think he's played a full season twice in his career. I just, I don't know. I like Devontae a lot. And I thought he was more, um, more, more prolific than I thought he was. But he's only had three seasons over 1,000 yards, which I, I was shocked by. I think I remember him being better for longer than he actually was. I think he's, I think he's great. I think he's elite. And I think they're going to get you know production from him. But I don't know if I, – I, I think the Rangers still have some, some uh, tinkering to do with the roster to make this team a contender. I don't know if they're in the playoffs yet. I think this is a great trade for the Raiders and an absolutely awful one for the Packers. I think the Raiders might regret this in three years if Devonta takes a step back, if he ages a little bit. But as of right now, it makes the Raiders so much better. Derek Carr, I think, is the absolute middle NFL quarterback. If your quarterback is worse than Derek Carr, you need a better quarterback. If your quarterback is better than Derek Carr, you're okay. If your quarterback is Derek Carr, you're okay keeping him. I think he's basically the standard of a starting NFL quarterback. Doesn't make mistakes, can make big throws. It's kind of just average. I think he's right in that right in that range. And I think for Devontae, him having the familiarity with Derek Carr, this is the best place he could have ended up. 
him and Rogers were so special because they could look at each other and know what the other one was thinking. I'm assuming him and Derek Carr kind of had that same thing going. Played together for a long time. Still really close friends the whole time. Devontae last year in an interview said, I'm a Packer right now, but I'd love to play with Derek Carr again. This is something he's wanted to do for a long time. Packers offered him more money, and he said, no, give me Derek Carr. I think this really goes to show also that the Packers are terrible. Rodgers never cared about winning. He just cared about the money. And I'm hoping the Packers win six games this year and everybody looks stupid. I am so rooting against this whole team now. I'm done with. I'm done with Aaron Rodgers. I still love Aaron Rodgers, the quarterback. The person is questionable. But um, yeah, I mean, it's a good story, man. Like, I don't know if I'm drafting Devontae Adams because I think now that he's gotten paid, now that he's closer to home, um, you know, I think he has family in, in, in Palo Alto and in, in California. So it's not that far of a drive, obviously, uh, to Vegas, com- at least compared to, to Green Bay. Uh, he's going to be more comfortable now. He got paid. He's back with Derek Carr. I don't know. These Sometimes these situations are good and sometimes they're just, I don't know, man. I would be surprised if he, if he has the same production that he had with, with, uh, Rogers last year was his best year. Um, in terms of uh, receiving yards, 1,500 receiving yards last year, which is crazy, there, 123 catches. I don't think he's replicating that. There's no way he replicates that because the Raiders have other receivers to throw the ball to. The Packers had nobody else. Devontae Adams was double teamed more than any receiver in NFL history last year, according to the stats. I think the Raiders also have Derek Carr. So whether <laughs> whether Devont- Devontae is the only receiver or not, Oh, but I need to see the, I need to see Derek Carr throw more than one touchdown a game. Aaron Rodgers can do that with me and you. Uh, how Come are your on. hands? How are your hands? Come on. How are your hands if Derwin James is coming towards you? That's what you gotta ask yourself. I'm not worried, man. Derwin James is gonna get hurt. <laughs> He's also gonna break your neck. For being honest, it's gonna it's gonna end poorly for both of us. I don't think Derwin's covering me very much. I'm gonna be unassumingly. Uh, Getting some some real nice catches on him. I'm gonna fake Short an grabs. injury. I'm gonna fake an injury. Ah, a hamstring, and then run four yards. That's what I'm gonna do. They're gonna look for the ref. I'm getting four yards, two catches for eight yards. I could do that in a game for sure. Yeah, yeah. So the Raiders have Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller, and Devonte Adams now. That's a really good threesome right there. Can you think of a better one in the league? It might be the best three of any team right now. Uh, I could probably think of a couple. The Bengals, for sure. Really? Oh, yeah. Hunter Renfro isn't even a top 10 receiver. So he like he automatically brings them down. The Hunter Bengals Renfro, tar- look at how he ended the last season. He was a top 10 receiver at the end of the year. Yeah, but I look at body of work not from the last eight games of a season, like, like totality of their career. Look at Tyler Boyd, who's been solid. T. Higgins. We saw Jamar Chase, who had a fantastic rookie year. I take, I would take those three over Devontae Adams, Renfro, and Darren Waller, for sure. I would take the Raiders, guys, for sure. Yeah, yeah, but you live moment to moment. No, I look at. I, you have to look at Hunter Renfro's opportunities. He wasn't given opportunities because of where he was drafted. A fifth round receiver has to outperform everybody in practice to ever get a shot. They just don't get opportunities ever. He was a fifth round uh, guy, kept playing special teams, kept playing in the slot for injuries. And then when Henry Ruggs left last season, he took over and became the guy. Waller was out. He became the guy. 
He was catching eight balls a game, catching touchdowns. He played dominant when he was given a shot. It's really good. Uh, I'm good, man. I'll take uh, I'll take Cincinnati. Give me also, um, give me the Rams receiving core. Who's the third? I'll take Van Jefferson. As the you're, third. you are crazy. You're crazy, dude. Were you talking about Hunter Renfro a year ago? How can you take him over guys that have been proven? Over Van you Jefferson's kn- proven? No, no, no. But Allen Robinson and Cooper Dar- Cup. Those are Darren those Waller. Are, those- Darren Waller is as good as Allen Robinson, and Cooper Cup and Devontae is a legitimate debate about who the best receiver in football is. Right. So there we so go. So Hunter Renf- Hunter Renfro is better than Van Jefferson. Is he? Yes. Because I can say Van Jefferson didn't get that much opportunity until late in the season either. And he didn't and do behind. much with those opportunities. No, but, but he was behind Odell. He was behind uh, Cooper Cup. He was behind Robert Woods when he was healthy. I'm trying to think. Um, I would also take, uh, I was going to say Minnesota, but I don't know who that third receiver would be. I would take. Hmm. Hunter Redford had 1,000 yards last year. As a rookie, yeah, 600. 20, this is his third year. As a rookie, 600. Second year, 650. Last year, over 1,000. Nine touchdowns last year. Van Sounds Jefferson's like... been in the league for two years, has nowhere near those numbers. You had Jared Goff uh, throwing to him in one of those years. So I, <laughs> I, look at, I look at the totality, man. Like Hunter Renfro in two to three seasons was catching 650 yards. He has a splash last year with an injury, 1,000 yards. I think Hunter Renfro is closer to 600 than he is to 1,000. I'm going to write this down. Next year when Hunter Renfro is all pro, you're going to remember this conversation. Okay. Okay. Let's move on to a trade that made me infinitely happy, Webb. The Indianapolis Colts got rid of that dirtbag Carson Wentz, and we traded for the superstar Matt Ryan, former MVP Matthew Matty Ice Ryan. They gave up a third-round pick. Pick 82. That is the Colts' worst third-round pick. We had a pick at 73. They didn't give Atlanta that pick. The Colts guaranteed the rest of Matt Ryan's contract for the next two seasons. The reason... So Matt Ryan said, I either want to stay in Atlanta or the only place I'm interested in going is Indianapolis. He made that clear. Matt Ryan was such a good person to Atlanta. They made that happen for lesser returns than they could have got elsewhere. Question for you. Yes. How many options did Matt Ryan have? Like, where, which teams are interested in him? I think Matt Ryan could have went to... Because he was not good for the last couple of years. If you look at Matt Ryan's numbers, he was good the last couple of years. Made good throws. He had no receivers the last two seasons. Calvin Ridley I, was gambling his life away. I Matt saw Matt Ryan play. He had really bad games, and he had, like, maybe one or two good games. I'm just saying, like, I think the numbers might trick you a little bit. At the end of the year, they're there, but game to game, I don't know, man. He also didn't really seem to be able to win games without Julio two years ago or Calvin Ridley. I mean, every year he's throwing for 65% completion percentage, 4,500 yards, 25 touchdowns, 7.3 yards per throw. He's really good with bad receiving core and arguably the worst offensive line in football. He's not going to one of the best offensive lines of football. Who was Matt Ryan's number one weapon last season? Would have been probably uh, Kyle Pitts or, or, uh, or Gage. Or Patterson. Patterson. 
Corderell Patterson was the biggest weapon they had. Who was their best running back? Corderell yeah, Patterson. Yeah, but I don't think Corderell caught the most balls, though. I think he was the Kyle most effective. Like, might have. Yeah. I'm just saying, Atlanta's been a dumpster fire for a while, and Atlanta won seven games last year. It wasn't like they were completely out of everything. Right. With nothing. He's better than you think. He fits Frank Reich's offense so well. I I could not be happier this trade happened with. I've been watching games from from Matt Ryan from last season, throws he made. The arm is still good. He's been really healthy. He's only missed three, ga- three games in his entire career. Carson Wentz sprained both ankles on one play. <laughs> hey, man, if, if I were like you, going from Carson Wentz to no quarterback, I'd love Matt Ryan, too. You had no quarterback. You had Sam Ellinger. I would have taken Sam Ellinger over Carson Wentz. It's not even close. I do want to bring up how this happened and what happened with Atlanta to end up trading Matt Ryan because they had no quarterback for a while. So Atlanta was apparently the finalist for the Deshaun Watson trade. Matt Ryan was due a $7.5 million bonus on that Friday. Atlanta asked Matt Ryan to postpone that so his new team could pay that. If they got Deshaun, they couldn't afford to pay that bonus. Matt Ryan surprisingly said, okay, you can pay me later, that's fine. And then because they did that, when they ended up not getting Deshaun, they still gave him a deal that he where he wanted to go. I think it shows Matt Ryan's character and it shows Atlanta treating a, a star pretty well on his way out the door, being good to him which I think will make more players want to play in Atlanta going forward. <laughs> I just love, I love how you're just showering Matt Ryan with all this praise about him being a star and all this other stuff. He won the, the MVP in 2016. He's like in his late thirties now. I think he has a little bit of gas left, but come on, like Matt Ryan was good. Yes, he can throw the ball. I think he's fine. I don't think he sucks. But I've been saying for the last couple of years, Atlanta needed to move on from this guy. And they had the perfect opportunity to do it. He wasn't worth the money. Colts got the, you know, someone's trash or someone else's treasure. How um, dare you? How dare you? Uh, so for being honest, <laughs> as soon as this trade happened, I texted Webb. I think it was AFC Championship game. Go Colts. Yep. And then like three hours later, I said, Colts to the Super Bowl. It was pretty quick. I am yeah. all in on this. You, I, I, I watched this whole <laughs> press conference. It melted my heart. His, he has two twin sons that are four years old. Adorable. He got that plane in a blue suit looking amazing. Just this beautiful, beautiful man has been sent to save my franchise. And I could yep. not be happier about it. It was amazing. I love it. I, I love the enthusiasm. I love the... The, uh, you just being so hopeful, you know, from, from Andrew Luck to Jacoby Brissett to Phil Rivers to Carson Wentz. Matt Ryan's the latest contestant on the uh, <laughs> Indianapolis Colts quarterback carousel. We'll see who it is next year. I just... We got him two <laughs> years. Two years we got him for. Two years. Guaranteed. All right, man. Like, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see uh, what uh, Stampley Blue is saying in 2023 if they want to keep Matt Ryan as a starter or, or, or get rid of him. I just the can't Colts, wait. I, the Colts guaranteed both of his years, his contract. So he has to be in the Colts next season. All right. Well, so he's, he's there. I couldn't be happier. He is going to, he's probably the MVP next season. That's how good Matt Ryan is at football. It's going to be amazing. I can't wait him or John, him or Jonathan Taylor. 
one of those two guys MVP for sure. Nothing could go wrong with this. It's impossible. <laughs> Are you drafting Matt Ryan next year in fantasy? First overall pick, Matt Ryan. Book it. Okay, no, but in all seriousness, do you do you see? We Matt don't Ryan have a number. Two, we we don't have a number two receiver, so there's some issues there. <laughs> so it's, we it's don't have Pittman, a tight end. It's Pittman and who else? You Pittman. Some other guys that are there that didn't play Mo'Ally at all last Cox. year. He's the number one tight end as of right now. Uh, they have a guy named Strawn, who was a seventh round pick, who played like D three college. Mm. We have Denzel Patman, who was a sixth round pick two years ago, who did not play. But they've got and some money. They've got some money to spend. Okay, I mean they're not going to spend it, but they have the ability to. But Jarvis Landry's still available, isn't he? You guys could get him. They're not going to do that. They're going to they're not going to do anything. Chris Ballard has this thing where he hates spending money like it's his own money. And he doesn't so he doesn't Chris Ballard thinks it's 1998 still, which I do not like. It's a different NFL. So, you have to you have to spend money to bring guys to your team. You have yeah. to. Look at okay, look at what the Rams did. Look what the Raiders did. Look at what the Dolphins did. And to me, there are very few receivers that are untouchable. I didn't think Tyreek Hill would get traded at all. That never crossed my mind. But you can go and Mo try Al- and get someone. But Mo Ali Cox is untouchable, right? <laughs> like, why couldn't you guys swing for someone like I'm trying to think of a good receiver? Robert Woods would have been nice. I'm not gonna lie to you, Webb. Yeah. Robert Woods would have been real good. Tennessee got it for nothing. Why couldn't you guys get um I'm trying to think? Like who would why couldn't you get Adam Thielen? Honestly, I know he restructured his contract the other day, but why couldn't you get someone like that? I wish I had the answer to that, Webb, because I've been saying the exact same thing. <laughs> I have been very upset about this whole situation. But I want to stay positive right now. If you if you act like the Carson Wentz trade was for Matt Ryan, okay? This is what the Colts ended up doing. They traded Carson Wentz, pick 82, pick 47, and a seventh-round pick. And they got back Matt Ryan, pick 42, and pick 73. And in 2023, a conditional second-round pick that's guaranteed guaranteed to be at least a third-round pick. They won that trade so gigantically, it's not even funny. For sure. 100%. It's just, that is, this is the best possible situation that could have come from this season. I wanted Jimmy Garoppolo on the Colts. I thought he was the absolute best we could get. Matt Ryan is so much better. Than Jimmy Garoppolo, it's not even funny. This is Clear such up, an yeah. upgrade. Also, Matt Ryan isn't a jerk. He's not going to opt out of 27 run plays in a row and throw the ball the whole time. He can hand the ball off. This is a great day for Indianapolis Colts fans. It's a great day for the NFL web. It's very, I'm very happy about this deal. Also, he makes less than Carson Wentz this year. We save money. It's crazy. Washington is so stupid. Washington is, that is the dumbest thing. To take Carson Carson Wentz, and after that, you see Deshaun was available. We already spoke about that, but I'm just saying the caliber of player. Matt Ryan was obviously available. Jimmy Garoppolo is still available. Baker's available. Makes no sense. Yeah. Also, after that, well, before that, the Colts traded uh, our cornerback, Rocky Sin to the Las Vegas Raiders for defensive end, Yannick Ngakwe. I thought Rocky Sin was okay last year. He was really bad the first two years of his career. But Yannick is a 10-sack-a-year guy. This is a great yes. trade for the Colts, right? I'm very happy with yeah. this move, too. There's no there's no uh, uh, risk. No risk. It's only 
It's only upside. Yannick is the exact kind of guy we need on this team. He played for Gus, Gus Bradley last year, our new defensive coordinator. And the Colts are going right to the Super Bowl. This is amazing. This is perfect. This couldn't be any better. Okay, Coop. <laughs> okay. I just want to go over where the quarterbacks started this year and where they ended this year because there was some crazy quarterback movement. Question for you before you do that. Yes. Is Matt Ryan a top 10 quarterback this season? Based on what? Uh, stats. So great completion percentage. Um, hits elite numbers in terms of passing yards, touchdowns thrown, few interceptions. Um, so based on that, no, because this is probably the best running game in football. So the stats may not be there, but I think he will play excellent doing what he's asked to do in this offense. Okay. I just like, realistically, he's not going to be asked to throw for 5,000 yards this year. He's going to be asked to hand the ball off a lot and he'll do that to extreme success okay can't wait okay russell wilson started off in seattle is now in denver carson wentz started off in indiana started off in hell he's now in washington matt ryan started off in atlanta he's now in indianapolis mitchell trubisky started off in chicago now he's in pittsburgh deshaun started off in houston now he's in cleveland marcus Mariota started off in vegas now is the starter in Atlanta, and Jameis Winston stays in Adla- in New Orleans. Can you ever remember this many quarterbacks changing locations? Because I think this is the most I've ever seen. Yeah, never. The quarterback was the one position where guys stayed there, like guys stayed in, on their team. I was talking to a mutual friend that we have, and uh, and they were saying that, you know, they're glad that there's so much movement, so that um you know it switches things up every year and i was like this is this is an anomaly like this doesn't happen like that at least not with quarterbacks there's a lot of movement in the free agency period for football teams but not with quarterbacks and not with big name players like Devontae adams and terry these guys don't move like that normally the nfl is becoming the nba the crazy trades crazy movement no one stays where they think i think it's the new nba it really is yeah it's wild man so no division has changed more this year than the AFC West. The Chargers traded for Khalil Mack. Kansas City traded away Tyreek Hill. Vegas traded for Devontae Adams and signed Chandler Jones, which we'll get to in a little bit. Denver traded for Russell Wilson. Webb has been talking about Kansas City sucking and being done for a while. Said Patrick Mahomes is an average quarterback at best. And Andy Reid is awful at his job. So I thought it'd be fun to get Webb on record right now of how he thinks this division is going to play out this season. We're going to rank the teams one to four. That's because I want to hold Reb, I want to hold Webb to account because he is Mr. Sit on the fence. And I think we have to change this going forward. I'm Mr. Predicting the Rams are going to win the Super Bowl in 2022. In March of 2021, that's who I am. I did too. In our preseason show. You did not. You came around to it eventually. You laughed at me when I said they were going to win, and then you came around to it. When we did our predictions for the season, I had the Rams winning the Super Bowl like a Six genius. Months later. Six months later. Okay, Webb. Tom's. Who do you have being the number four team in this division? Coop, be careful what you ask for, man. The Chiefs of Kansas City right now are the number four team in the AFC West for me. Right now, I just want to, I just want to, you know, give the the caveat that this is 
March 24th, the rosters can change. This is not what I'm saying for September. As the draft happens and more no, trades no, will happen. No, no. I am saying don't whatever happens in the draft. What is gonna how is next season gonna finish next year? How is it gonna end? I can't say that in March. But I'm okay. you said the Rams could win the Super Bowl. You just bragged about it, but now you yeah. can't predict. I can't predict. I, I know the Rams less need. I know less need is an aggressive GM. I knew the Rams are going to do it. And I said the Rams are going to be the next team to win a Super Bowl in the city that's hosting the Super Bowl. Whatever. Chiefs coming in last, barring some crazy turnaround or injuries. Pathetic. I have the Chiefs coming in last. I'm just saying, like, last year I said the Chiefs were going to suck, and then they revamped their office, offensive line. I think it's a little too late to do that now. So I don't see that. But the Chiefs are, are, are the fourth team for me right now. What is the third team to you? I have the Vegas Raiders as the third team for me. Okay, interesting. Who is number two? I do not live in the moment like Coop. (laughs) Uh, The number two team for me right now is the Denver Broncos. But that's not living in the moment, right? I always have Denver high, to be honest. I'm always very high on Denver, and then I'm wrong. In fairness to me. Exactly. You're always wrong. And number one, the team I have been highest on for years. And wrong about um accurate yes <laughs> the los angeles chargers yes would be the number one team in the afc west for me right now so just to compare you had Kansas city at four vegas at three denver at two and the la chargers at one correct correct okay i'm gonna tell you how i have web because my list is actually correct the number four team are the denver broncos that will not win more than nine games this season. Okay. Number three, the Las Vegas Raiders, who are much better than the Denver Broncos. And Derek Carr will have a better season this year than Russell Wilson will. Nice done win. Wins? Passing yards, passing touchdowns, interceptions, the close, and wins. Derek Carr will have a better statistical year than Russell Wilson. Passing yards I agree with you on because Russ doesn't really throw that many yards. As a QB, he never really has. He's had a couple seasons, but mostly he doesn't. Um, touchdowns, no. I, I I can't agree. Derek Carr throws one touchdown a game. Poop. He's gonna. Derek Carr might have. Okay, there's 17 games. There'll be some games when he has two. Derek Carr does not throw more than 28 touchdowns this year. Derek Carr will have. I'll take the over on 28 for sure. Guaranteed right, over the, on 28. Give me the under. I like. I, I like 27. John Gruden's gone. This is that snake Josh McDaniels offense now. It's different different times. The number two team are the Kansas City Chiefs. And number one is the LA Chargers that are my pick to go to the Super Bowl and likely win the Super Bowl this year. Wow. Okay. <clears throat> I'm going to remember that. Gonna I mean, that could that. change depending on the draft and what happens and everything else. But as of right now in March, LA Chargers, Super Bowl. Well, Coop, that's fair. If you have the Chargers winning the Super Bowl now and then in – August, Keenan Allen gets hurt and is out for the season, and then they lose Mike Williams. I think you'll be saying something different. Nope, I'll stick, stick to it, it no matter what. I'm okay. a man of conviction and principles, Webb, unlike you. All right. When the Chargers miss the playoffs, I hope we're still saying that. I mean, probably. Yeah, it's probably going to happen. So if they had just tied Vegas, it would have been so different. Okay, Webb. Since our last show, there have been some very interesting signings in the NFL. Free agency, a lot of the big name guys were were still available after our last show. 
And now some of them have signed. There's still some big names left, though. I want to go over some of them with you, and then you can add some more to the end, okay? Vaughn Miller signed with Buffalo for six years, $120 million, $51.4 million guaranteed. This is really a three-year deal for $51 million. Do you like the signing for Buffalo? And are you mad that he shunned your L.A. Rams? Yes and yes to both of those questions. <laughs> I mean, I thought the years were too many but you know as you described it's really a three-year deal von miller's 33 this year i think so that's correct yeah they're not keeping him past age 36 37 so yeah this will buffalo was in desperate need of pass rushing um uh you know threats um and this was a great signing this was huge so i like it for buffalo because it really is a three-year deal. But call me crazy. I think Von Miller can still rush the passer at 39. Because he's so bendy. He's like Gumby. It doesn't make sense how he's still doing this stuff. I think that'll stay with him for a long time. What I think this shows is that Buffalo, who drafted two pass rushers in round one and two last year, and the first round pick the year before in a pass rusher, have not drafted very well, apparently, because they need to sign Von Miller for $120 million. But I think this makes Buffalo, I mean, they were in the AFC title game last, sorry, the divisional game against Kansas City last year. With Von Miller, they might have won that game. I think this is a really good signing for Buffalo for three years. Great signing for Buffalo. Um, and came out of nowhere. That is, This is not one of the teams that I thought would land Von Miller at all. So I think what you and I have to remember next year is that cap space does not matter even a little bit. At all. Miami had no money, and they gave Tyree Kill $23 million, and they gave the next guy on our list $75 million. Like, it doesn't exist. It doesn't matter. It's fake. Guys are willing to restructure their deals. Something, something, something. Crunch numbers. Boom. You have cap space to sign somebody or trade for someone. It's literally just... It makes no sense. It's all fake. It's all monopoly money. I need these guys doing my taxes. I really do. Because it's crazy. Yeah, you might go to prison uh, if they do your taxes. These guys, <laughs> these guys don't have to answer to, to. Uh, I mean, they do have to answer to the, the IRS. But like, one second, one second though. If I go to prison, do I have a yacht when I get out? Because it might be worth it. It might be worth it if I have yeah. a yacht. You have a so, yacht. Yeah. Like Vin Diesel. Do- I could do four years. I could do, I could do twenty four months in club fed, for a yacht. I can make that work. Yeah. yeah, you won't. You won't be with the hard criminals. So, no. Yeah, you could probably. You could. You could write that out. I could do Wolf of Wall Street jail time for sure. No questions yeah. asked. Yeah. I give the signing an A. By the way, I'd love this move for Buffalo. I agree. The shock okay. value, the impact, the need, had everything. I love it. Okay, next up, Teron Armstead, the left tackle for New Orleans, has signed with Miami for five years, $75 million. Deal has $43.37 million guaranteed. It can be worth up to $87.5 million with a sentence. I love this deal. Uh, Mike McDaniel is coming from San Francisco. He was with Trent Williams and San Fran. The running game in these offenses need an extremely strong left tackle to work. Teron Armstead has serious injury concerns, but when he's right... He's a top three left tackle in football. I love this move for Miami. I think it's really smart. I was surprised he only got $15 million a year, but I think it's a really good deal for Miami. Really happy with this. What do you think, Webb? I loved it. Another team that I didn't predict would uh, sign Teron Armstead. I think it's great. One of the premier left tackles. 
again a need and uh i thought the money was good i thought he was worth it i know i know we've talked about his injury history but this was one of the needs for miami i thought it was great yeah it's an a signing for me uh i think it's really smart huge fan of this deal okay chandler jones signed with las vegas they traded basically yannick Ngakwe and got chandler jones he was with arizona he got three years 51 million with 32 million guaranteed he is 32 years old, I believe. I think this is a really good signing, too. I think he's really good still. He hasn't really had a decline. I am very happy with this deal for Vegas, and I'm even happier because it made Yannick Ngakwe available to the Colts. This is a B-plus signing. Again, I did not see this happening uh, with the, the Raiders. Um, that was a great deal. The Raiders need somebody opposite Max Crosby. And uh, Chandler Jones is a scary man, so great deal. Um, I'm going to give it an A. There. I just, is he going to be as good in two years? My question. Is he going to fall off a little bit? I have I have a little bit of concern there. I hope not, but a little bit of concern there. I remember his yeah. brother, Arthur, kind of sucking. When he went off a cliff, they went real bad real quick. So I have, I have a little bit of question, but I think it's going to be pretty good for Vegas. Yeah, like, I mean, uh, you never really know, right? Like, I don't know. In a couple of years, I don't know. I. I I would think Charlie Jones would still be good, but you never really know. I think with the NFL is guys go off a cliff really fast in the NFL. Like wait, like basketball guys, they kind of decline slowly in the NFL. You can be good and then terrible almost immediately. It's crazy how fast it can happen. I hope it doesn't happen to Chandler Jones, but I would not be shocked if it did. Actually, you know what? Josh McDaniels is his coach. I'm rooting against Vegas forever. So whatever happens to Vegas happens. I'm done with them. <laughs> That's fair. Okay. Allen Robinson signed with your LA Rams. He got three years, 46.5 million with 30 million guaranteed. Webb, you have been one of the biggest Allen Robinson fans for years. I know you were absolutely shocked this happened. I think you were very happy this happened. What were your thoughts about this signing for the Rams? You know that I love me some A-Rob and I had him as a top 10 guy, top 10 receiver, uh, two years ago. I think he's great. This, again, shocked me. This was the thing with the free agency. It's not like all of these moves were, like, rumored. Um, like, I didn't see this happening, the Rams. But, again, best GM in the business. F them picks, less need. Love it. He's going all in. He's not pulling on Mark Cuban after winning a championship and getting rid of all your players. He's bringing in impact guys. Uh, Hey, love it. Allen Robinson has never had a good quarterback his entire career. He's had a bunch of bums thrown to him. Matt Stafford is a little better than that, I think. So this is a great deal for the Rams. Do you have any concern after last season that Robinson's just going to be too injured now going forward? No, because I think, you know, when you look at like Randy Moss and some of these other guys who played on these trash teams, immediately when they go to a good team, they're healthy. Um, now, Allen Robinson got paid. He got paid, so there is that concern as well. But he's in L.A. Uh, with an aggressive GM, so he can't just, you know, drag his feet. This is going to be a high-octane offense, so no, no concern. All in. Greatest show on turf next year. I should mention the Rams are also in talks with Bobby Wagner, linebacker from yep. Seattle. Oh, yeah. Nothing. 
has not been finalized yet, but they have mutual interest towards a deal. And Bobby Wagner is a top three linebacker in football. This is crazy Seattle let him go for nothing. He would fit so well in the Rams. This is a great signing if you guys happen to pull it off. Let him go for nothing. Did him dirty. Didn't tell him before that they were letting him go. He's pissed off. Pete Carroll and John Schneider came out afterwards and said, yeah, we kind of, you know, we didn't really let him go in a respectful way that he deserved. I think he would love nothing to do, love, love nothing more than to being in the division, playing against Seattle twice a year. I think it happens with the Rams or it happens with someone in that division. I think so too. A lot of times when guys get done dirty, they want to play their old team a lot because they think they still have something left. And Bobby Wagner clearly still has something left. He wasn't bad last year. He was really good last year. It's crazy that he did this. He had over 100 tackles last year. He's only uh, 31 or 32. I love it. Yeah. Okay. The Kansas City Chiefs made two signings at receiver. They got Marquez Valdez-Scantling and the Packers for three years up to $36 million. And they signed Juju Smith-Schuster to one year, $10 million, kind of. It could be $12 million, It could be $8 million. There's a lot of incentives there. Do you like both these signings for the Chiefs? I like the Juju signing, the MVS signing. Uh, like, did you need to give him three years? Three years, $30 million. I don't know if he was worth that. If you're going to give Juju a, a, a prove-it deal on one year, why is MVS given a, a multi-year deal? Um, thought it was okay. Stock gap players, that's what I see them as. I don't see this as, like, I didn't see this as a replacement for Tyreek or anything like that. It's fine. I like the Juju signing. I think he fits this offense really well because he's kind of a good number two. And Kelsey can be the number one. So it makes sense for me there. MVS, was he ever owned in fantasy for more than three weeks at a time? Never. When he would have one... went down, that was it. No, but even then, he didn't do much. No, no, he didn't. But I mean, like, guys would pick him up when Devontae went down. Because you're like, well, number one option, him or uh, Equinemius St. Brown a few years ago. There was yeah. no one else. And he let everybody down. He doesn't have great hands. He is 6'4 and runs really fast. That's something. Physical traits. But if he couldn't produce with Aaron Rodgers as the number two, why will he be better with Patrick Mahomes? I don't understand how this is going to be different. And he's going to somehow become good all of a sudden. Yeah. I don't get it. Alan Lazard was way better than him. And Alan Lazard wasn't very good all the, either. Like they, It wasn't like no. he was so good. They were both very mediocre players. I don't understand this for the Chiefs at all. But the Chiefs, Mahomes will figure it out, I guess. Okay. One of my favorite signings. Leal Collins from the Dallas Cowboys was let go. Cincinnati signed to him. Three years, $30 million. I think that's a really low price for a right tackle. Apparently, he had dinner with Joe Burrow before agreeing to come there. And said Joe Burrow was the guy. I love this signing. This is an A signing for me. Collins is still good. And since his O-line needed to be rebuilt, and this is an excellent, excellent place to do it. Love it as well. I, you know, so I gave Cincy Flack last year for taking um, Jamar Chase over Rashawn Slater and Penny Sewell. And they went to the Super Bowl. But if you look at what they did this offseason, with Lyle Collins, Alex Kappa, Ted Karras, they sort of corrected that immediately after going to the Super Bowl. So, and they obviously still have the draft. So I like I like the signing. I like what since he's doing, and I think guys definitely want to play there. So Cincinnati arguably had a bottom three offensive line last year. Burrow got sacked to end the Super Bowl. 
Tennessee sacked him like 10 times. If they go from terrible to average, to like 15, this is such a huge jump. Their offense will be even better than it was last year. I love this move. It's excellent. Okay. Leonard Fournette had a meeting in New England. He played Tampa Bay. Thought New England was interested. It ended up back in Tampa Bay for three years, $21 million. He rejoined the devil, Tom Brady. Playoff Lenny is back. Do you like this for Tampa Bay? And do you like this for Leonard Fournette? I love it for Leonard Fournette. I thought Tampa gave him like a year too long. He's still young-ish. Um, I think he was solid for Tampa. Three years is a little too much for me. Um, but I don't remember how many, how much is guaranteed. I think it was $11 million. I could be wrong. I think I saw $11 million. Okay. That, I think Fournette is definitely worth that. I thought it was good. Um, you know, Jason Light is a, is a great GM trying to bring the gang back together. Yeah, if probably they, a real gang too. Them. Tom Brady, gang member. <laughs> Just saying. Okay, Webb, the last one I want to talk about. Robert Woods was traded from your LA Rams to Tennessee for a sixth round pick. Do you like this for either side? Love it for Tennessee, particularly after they cut Julio. He will be way better than Julio was for Tennessee. Or on Tennessee. Um, kind of wish we got more for Robert Woods than that. Honestly, I do. I was surprised by that as well. It was nothing to get him. Yeah. I think they just wanted off the money because he's coming off the ACL injury. So they signed Allen Robinson like, hey, we don't need this anymore. But I'm shocked he couldn't get more. Or it's possible they just did him did something nice for him and sent him where he wanted to go. I think that is possible as well. Instead of cutting him outright. Or trading him for a fourth round pick to a worse team. They probably said, hey, we're gonna we're gonna trade you. Where do you want to go? And they probably tried to facilitate facilitate that. Because yeah. Robert Woods was a great soldier for them. So I think they probably tried to do right by him. Yeah. And 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 Robert Woods even still was never a top ten receiver. Um I think he worked well with Cooper Cup, even with Jared Goff, and 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 worked well with uh, Matt Stafford. Uh, but Allen Robinson is clearly an upgrade. I would have been happier with that three-headed monster, Allen Robinson, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup. But the money that you're paying Robert Woods and you know him coming off the injury, probably not a risk that you needed to take on. But I love it for Tennessee. No doubt. Me too. I agree 100%. Okay, were there any other signings you want to talk about? Because I know you are a maniac with this stuff. Coop, I'm crazy, man. And, 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 and some of these you, uh, you uh, may not think are, are very big, but I think there's still big signings. Zadarius Smith stays in the division in the NFC North. Like Bobby Wagner is rumored to, 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 to be staying in the NFC West. Zadarius Smith was cut by the Packers, and he signed a three-year deal, I believe, with uh, Minnesota which was just earlier this week. And I think that fills a huge need for, for Minnesota, $42 million, three years. I uh, might be a little bit high for him, but I think that's what Minnesota had to pay to get him. I think that is a little bit much for him, but everyone overpays in free agency. I just, I'm not sure it's going to work out well for Minnesota. I think they're <laughs> a team on the decline very much. I'm not. So Darius Smith is fine. Yeah. I don't think he really popped for me ever. I'm just not that in. I'm not that in on him. He's fine. I I liked when when Green Bay signed him and Preston, but yeah. 
Um, see, Minnesota should have been a team that was trying to sign J.C. Jackson or someone like that. They need help in the in, with their D-backs. Anyway, uh, New Orleans uh, picked up Marcus May. That was a pretty big signing. Lost Marcus Williams. So Marcus, Marcus May, May was on the Jets for a long time. He has now signed three years, $28.5 million with the Saints. Let me ask you a question. Was Marcus yeah. May good on the Jets? Or was he the best player on a terrible Jets team that happened to be in the biggest media market in the world? It's probably the latter. And he stood out because everyone in the Jets was bad and he wasn't bad. It might be like a Namdi Asamoah situation back in Oakland when everyone thought Namdi was this like shutdown corner. And then he was so bad on Philly. It wasn't even funny. And now he's an actor. You know what else it could be, Webb? What? Jamal Adams. When he left New York to the Seattle Seahawks, how was he in That's Seattle? True. I think he made their passing defense worse. <laughs> <laughs> Two first round picks. I, I have serious doubts about this Marcus May being very good. I have serious. I hope he is in New Orleans, but I have my I have serious concern about this. Yeah, um, you know, only only time will, will tell. Um, we'll see. Uh, yeah, there were some, I thought some, some other good signings as well, as well. Um, a guy that I like a lot, Corey Littleton went to Carolina, may not be like a huge signing, but Corey Littleton was pretty good, uh, in Vegas. Um, and Carolina has been, I think, quietly one of the, um, one of the most active teams this, this off season. Let me ask you a question. How many games does Carolina win this year? You'll have to ask me with Bradford six or seven without Bradford. I think they can win like 10 or 11. Honestly. You know what the worst thing is? You said Bradford because you meant Sam Bradford and it's actually Sam Darnold. Sam and Darnold. I almost, Jesus. I almost didn't want to correct you because they make so much sense that you said that except Bradford was much better <laughs> than Darnold was. Yeah, you're right. Sorry about that. Yeah. Sam Darnold, who is so forgettable. I call him Sam Bradford. Um, you know what yeah. the signing I liked? Philly signed Zach Pascal, one year, $4 million. The head coach, Nick Sirianni, loved Zach Pascal in Indy, signed him as soon as he could in Philly. I wouldn't be surprised if he was the number two receiver on Philly this season and had a really productive year. I would target him in fantasy drafts. I think he's going to have a nice year this year. Yeah, um, that could be. that could certainly be uh, something that happens for sure. I'm a little leery of Philly receivers other than Devontae Smith just because uh, just because of the quarterback hurts. But you could be right. Um, Miles Jack to Pittsburgh. I think it was a two-year deal. Miles Jack seems to fit perfectly on Pittsburgh. Like, he just seems to be a Pittsburgh guy. Like The, the fact Jacksonville just cut him and didn't try and trade him, he was still good last year. It's a real Jacksonville thing to do, just cut somebody – who immediately gets an $8 million a year contract as a linebacker. Like, it's so stupid that Jacksonville did that. He's going to have a really good season this year. I'm, I'm all in for Miles Jack this season. Um, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, Darius Williams to Jacksonville. Darius Williams was solid on the Rams last year. Um, Jacksonville needed help just about everywhere. I thought this was more, uh, more of an underrated signing than, than, it, than people let on. Meh. What I think about that signing. Very underwhelmed. All right, Coop. Thanks for that. Um, oh, you know what's a signing I really liked? 
Jamison Crowder to Buffalo. I love that signing. One-year deal. You were skeptical of Jamison Crowder, probably because of your theory on of being on the Jets. But I think for what the Jets signed him, for what the Bills signed him for, next to nothing, improve that receiving core. I love it. I liked Jamison Crowder until he became a Jet. And I was a thousand percent correct on that. He was awful there. He did nothing. He got paid and did nothing. I thought he was really? solid. Jim. Eh, come on. Let's be realistic here. All right. One year, four million for Buffalo. Good signing. Very That's solid really signing. Good. He could be the number three receiver there, I think, pretty easily. Yeah. Good move. Yeah. Uh, Raheem Mostert to Miami. Love it. Love it. Absolutely love it. Because Miami needs, they need, they need someone in the backfield. Their running game's awful. Miles Gaskin and these guys who I don't even know what they look like, who get opportunities in the trash. So Miami signed Chase Edmonds already. Yes. And then they signed well, Raheem we, Mostert as well. Well, we knew Edmonds wasn't going to be the number one guy. He's just not that guy. He's Raheem a guy to Mostert, catch passes. Mostert knows Mike McDaniel's system from San Fran. So this could be good. I love Raheem Mostert, but I know he's only going to play five games. Like, I've accepted this. That's all he's going to do is five games. It is what he is. He is too fast, so he always gets hurt. He's wound too tight. The fast guys never stay healthy besides Tyreek Hill because he's more compact. I, I I thought it was great, especially with the Chase Edmonds signing. Chase Edmonds goes down. You have someone there. And you play them in combination. Bring Chase Edmonds in on on second or third downs, uh, depending on how much yardage you need. I I like both of those signings. Uh, Malcolm Butler went back to the Patriots for two years, $9 million. He was retired, I thought, and now he's back in New England, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I thought I thought that was solid. Um, the real Super Bowl MVP, Malcolm Butler. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, uh, you know what's a sign? Sorry, go ahead. So say Atlanta signed Marcus Mariota to be their starting quarterback. It's really a one-year deal for like $7.5 million, but it could be up to two years for 16, I think, which is not bad money for Marcus Mariota. That gets a meh from me because I'm not high on Mariota at all. I know you like him a little bit better, than, a lot better than I do. Oh, no, I don't think it's going to be good, but I think Atlanta wants to suck this year and get a quarterback in next year's draft. This is part of the plan to suck. Do you really think he's a starter for this year? He is 100% going to be the starter there for this, this season. Who else is there? What are, what are the options there? I figure maybe they draft someone in one of the later rounds or they, I don't know, do they trade for Baker? I don't know. So because of the Matt Ryan contract, they have $40 million of dead cap it, the biggest ever. But next year they have $123 million in cap space, the, the second most in the league. I think they're going to suck this year, get a top five pick and draft CJ Stroud from Ohio State or Bryce from Alabama. And I think that's the plan. I, I can't see it besides that. I just think they want to be bad this year and get a top five pick. That's the plan. Hey, you could be right. Um, I think those are really the, the the ones that I liked that we haven't mentioned or we hadn't mentioned before. Another one I like, actually, um, Gerald Everett, Everett to the Chargers. I thought that was a nice option for them. I don't think Gerald Everett is like a top tight end or anything, but I think that's another weapon for for Justin Herbert, I think he'll be a nice red zone target. How old is Jared Everett right now? 45? Gerald Everett? Is yeah. he that old? I don't know. Around 30? Is he that old? Like, is he an I old think, guy? I think he is very old. I could be wrong there, but I think he is very, very old. That's interesting. 
Uh, he is 27 years old. What? <laughs> what? Why do you think Gerald Everett is, is 45 years old? He got drafted in 2017. Are you thinking of Martellus Bennett? No, I'm thinking of Gerald Everett. I thought he's been on like eight teams the last eight seasons. This is shocking to I me. I mean, he, he played for what? The Rams? Seattle? Who else did he play for? I, I honestly thought it was like six different look. I thought he was on Jacksonville for a while. Are you thinking of okay. Mercedes Lewis? No, it might have been Jared. No, it wasn't Jared. I was thinking of Gerald Everett for sure. I thought he's been, I thought he was an old guy. This is shocking. This is blowing my mind. This is crazy. You, you are worse than me. I thought uh, Zach Ertz was 35 and he's really like, I don't know, 30. I genuinely thought he was 35 years old. Gerald Everett. I thought he was 35, minimum 35. This is shocking. <laughs> he, he was drafted by the Rams in the second round in 2017. You know what's crazy? I love the NFL draft so much. You'd think I'd know that. This is insane to me. Wow. Okay. Yeah, and, I, and I'm a Rams fan. I, I couldn't tell you how old he was. I thought he was like around 30, but not. I, I didn't think it was 40, like anything like that. That's what I thought you were talking about, like Jared Cook or like Mercedes oh, Lewis is... or one of those guys. He's 27, Coop. I don't know what to believe anymore. This is crazy. <laughs> if it helps, he's turning 28 in June. If that helps. It does not. It does not help. Okay. <laughs> okay, Webb. I think that's quite a bit of names. I think we're good. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, that's good for now until the next uh, the next wave. Where the Colts, again, will have signed nobody. Everybody, please go follow us on Twitter, at Rookie Phenoms. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts. Please get Big Daddy Bezos off my back. He has been calling, emailing. Wait, I think he's a little obsessed with us. I think he's obsessed. I'm not going to lie. I think he is. Yeah, I mean, certainly sounds so crazy thank you everybody for listening have a great night we out